0: We'll also educate you about the financial world and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. It's time for The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hello and welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien, Registered Investment Advisor and Chartered Retirement Planning Counselor right here in the Hub City and founder at O'Brien and Associates. Mark Killian here alongside, as always, on the program. We appreciate your time each and every week here on The Financial Answer, and we certainly hope that you pick up a useful nugget or two of information. And if you have questions or concerns about your own retirement journey or even just investing, give Nathan a call at 855-51-COACH. That's 855-51-COACH. He's your local investor coach right here in West Tennessee. Got an office in Jackson and Huntington. And Nathan, welcome in, buddy. How are you?
1: I'm oh, doing good. Doing really good. Enjoying all this nice weather, man. It's although a couple of weeks you know, worth. Yeah. This past weekend was fairly hot. A little bit, a little I was, bit toasty. Yeah. It was about to die out there. Of course, with me being slightly Irish, I'm, I'm definitely white. And I don't. Yeah, you sun, and my wife are the kind sun of like yeah. me. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So we've got a good show lined up today. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to talking about a lot of these topics. But, you know, I, I want to. Just say something to our listeners, really, before we get started. Um, you know, you're you're in a world where you're constantly bombarded with news. You know, twenty four seven, all the time. It's in your face. Um, you can find all kinds of information out there, and even with that, even with that available to you at your fingertips you still are terrible at making decisions when we look at how things have been in the past. And so we're here to help you build that confidence. We're here to help you build clarity in what you're doing, which is going to lead to your peace of mind with investing and your retirement. Because, you know, a lot of people don't think about it this way, but you only get to do this once. This is your time. Now's the time for you to learn Now's the time for you to make sure that you're doing the right thing for your financial future. And so, as I said, we've got a lot of really good topics we're going to talk about today. But, you know, the first one that really hits home, I think, with a lot of people is um you know, this is not going to be your parents' retirement, not your father's retirement. Yours it's is true. going to be different from that. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited to talk about this and and just share some ideas with everyone.
0: You know, it got me when you said that that way. It got me thinking. Do you remember those old commercials, those Oldsmobile commercials? Not your father's Oldsmobile. <laughs>
1: yeah, <I> dude. <do. laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so dude, that's right. That,
0: so. Well, and it's true, right? So they were trying to let people know that it was a different car, right? They yeah, had changed. Right, of course, Oldsmobile's right. gone now, but how how times change, right? Yeah. But uh, no, that's a good point. You know, we're you know we're in an age, and and folks that listen to our show a lot of times are of the age where mm-hmm. their retirement is going to be different than what moms and dads was twenty or thirty years ago. Uh, the world's a much different place, let alone <laughs> let alone yeah, you know yeah. just retirement not, practices, not
1: just pensions or anything. You know, it's 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 just different completely with a lot right. of different things. So.
0: I think that's the first thing that jumps out to people. Is they think, "Well, yeah, pensions are mostly right. gone." I agree. Yeah. Um, but there's actually a whole lot of other stuff in there. So let's let's hit a few of these as you mentioned. And again, if you have questions or concerns anytime throughout the program, feel free to call Nathan eight five five fifty one Coach, and uh, we'll send you an investor awareness guide, which we're going to talk more about as the program goes on. But uh, it's okay to work. Uh, Beyond the age of 65, I think for a lot of folks, Nathan, previous generations maybe felt that was the number. You hit it. You moved on. Uh, Maybe there was even a stigma attached to it.
1: I think so. You know, I think um, especially with a lot of younger people today, you know, they they feel like maybe they failed if they have to work past that. And so I. I don't know how that mentality or where that mentality started, but that's not the case, you know, especially today, because a lot of times the jobs that people have, you know, there's a huge number, percentage of people in the workforce that are working from home. So, you know, there's no reason that you have to stop that. If you're able to enjoy what you do and enjoy still, you know, the free time that you want to have and all of these things, there's no reason to quit working at 65. That's not a magic number okay that's out there that says you have to retire at this point so um you know that's something that you want to just it's going to be different for you okay um you know one thing too also mark that i see the opposite effect of and i'm seeing this with younger people when we're doing some planning with them is um and i think this may just be a little bit of just Maybe still pretty young, and maybe just the maturity level, I guess, on what reality is going to be. But I, I talk to a lot of them that say I want to retire at fifty or fifty-five. Wow, um, yeah, been, and we're living longer yeah, for so that. You're ta- so. Yeah, you're talking maybe forty years in a retirement time frame there. So that's, you know, you have to save a lot. Not saying you can't do it, but you sure, know, have to yeah. save a lot of money between you know twenty-five and fifty-five to be able to retire and spend possibly. 35, 40 years in that retirement time frame. So it's okay to work beyond retirement. That doesn't mean that you've, you know, made a mistake. It's okay to retire early, but you've got to plan. You've got to make sure that you've covered for that longevity that, you know, that we typically are going to have yeah. today. We're not living to seventy anymore like we used to. It's a lot longer than that on average.
0: On average, right, exactly. And know, and I and I agree with you. I think that a lot of people um you know we're we're trying to live better, obviously nowadays and medication and so. healthcare uh-huh. and all those things are improving and we're also trying to eat better and all those good we've learned a lot over the last 20 or 30 years about how to take care but it's also funny
1: how that transition has been you know with eggs for an example you know eggs for a while they were the worst thing in the world you could eat and they cycled back around yeah Yeah. well but you know it's funny but none of that is
0: cheap You know, that's so eating eating healthy is pretty expensive proposition today. So, you know, again, none of these things are unattainable, uh, but you do have to have a plan and you have to, you know, kind of work that plan. And Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about that as we move along, because sometimes I think that's where folks get themselves into a pickle, too, is they want they want to have a plan and they're really not sure how to start or what to say or what to do. (laughs) But then when they get a plan, then they sometimes maybe don't follow it either. So, you know, there's a couple of things you can kind of think about in there. But right now we're talking about you know, how it's not our parents' retirement anymore. And it's okay if you want to work beyond 65. Some people, you have to work past 65, but it's okay if you want to because a lot of you know a lot of times nowadays with the advent of different kinds of small businesses and individual practices, people can find a lot of things to still do and be active after the age of 65. Uh, this is the right. financial answer with Nathan O'Brien. Now, this one, Nathan, I think might shock a lot of people. For the most part, I think there's a general assumption that uh, when you hit retirement, it's going to be a little cheaper than your working life. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. you can probably attest that that's usually maybe not the case.
1: No, especially in the first few years of retirement. I mean, you know, back uh, in the 90s, we, we saw that maybe, okay, but... Um, You know, one thing that's changed a lot, and I I feel like it's the internet that's changed this because, I mean, before the 90s, I think people, the internet was around, but people didn't use it like they do today. Oh, no. And now it's so easy. You know, if you were going to plan a trip before then, it it literally took a long time to get your vacation planned. Okay. But now, if you think about it, Mark, I mean, you and I can go on the internet. If we want to go to Ireland, you know, if we want to go there next month, it's easy to jump on the internet this afternoon and have the entire trip booked and 30 or 45 minutes you know I mean right. it's, it's so easy to do and so um, you know people are traveling a lot more I feel like what I see and so that that really adds to the cost of retirement so um, and healthcare care cost of course especially if you retire before age 65 you're looking at a major expense every single month for healthcare. there's just a lot of things that people don't think about that are, you know it, it's it's a lot more expensive today and you spend a lot in those first five to seven years going and doing things that you've always wanted to do go ahead you were gonna I was say gonna say and just kind
0: of just to kind of circle back what I was just saying same thing with living healthier it's just not a it, you know <laughs> it, it, as as a senior even if you're if you've got a gym membership and maybe you're you know you're seeing someone about uh you know helping you with your diet planning or whatever the case is right there's yeah it's just expensive
1: <laughs> it is and and people you know I have so many clients tell me this but they're like I don't know how I ever worked because I'm doing so much now you know I have all of these things that I'm trying That I'm traveling to do, or that I'm spending time with, or whatever. And, uh, you know, I think people kind of have a fear with uh, retiring that they're gonna be bored, but most people aren't in that situation. And so, and a lot of that traveling, even if it's for um, charities or for mission work or things like that, that's gonna cost you. It's gonna have an expense to you more than likely. So uh, it's just something that a lot of people don't think about that cost increasing when you retire, but it can, especially for that first five to 10 years, it can go up a lot. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, do you have a question about your own retirement journey? Do you have a question about uh, you know whether or not your retirement may be a little bit more expensive for you than than working years you know sit down and have a good conversation with a professional like Nathan O'Brien local coach here in the area that can talk with you maybe do a, a risk analysis you know just get a few things together maybe look, look at doing a budget that's a that's a good another piece uh, that's going to really help you figure out some of these obstacles that could be in the way and of course Nathan and the team can help you out eight five five fifty one coach Eight five five fifty one. coach Nathan's been doing this for over 15 years, registered investment advisor here in the area at O'Brien and Associates. Now, Nathan, not only do retirees have to think about living longer and uh, the more expensive aspect and so on and so forth, but there's just a lot of problems in general that we just have to juggle, um, you know, in today's America, no no matter what your age is, but definitely for retirees.
1: One of the main things that I that I do see is that uh, you know that people today that are retiring that are sixty to sixty five, you know seventy, whatever that are retiring, a lot of times their parents are still alive. Very true. And in that that case, a lot of times the parents are in bad health. And so they're becoming the primary caregiver for their parents at this point. And you may even have your
0: own college age kids to deal with.
1: You can. Yeah. Or young adults. Right. It's, you know, um, it's called the uh, sandwich generation, Mm -hmm. you know. And so we've talked about that before. But this is something that a lot of people just, again, fail to address. And that can be Majorly stressful on you as a, as the caregiver, and also financially, yeah, and, emotionally, and physically, and, yeah, right, exactly, right. So it's not just it's not just on the finances, and not just on the emotions. So it's something that. Um, you need to look at your situation and address that. And, you know, I was just talking with some clients the other day and uh, their mother was in this situation. I was meeting with uh, both of the kids and they had fortunately sat down with the mother seven or eight years ago and said, you know, mom, you've got this extra income every month. Why don't you buy a long-term care policy? And, um, you know, just in case, you know, because they had had a little issues in the family with, you know, a family history of that. And so they bought that. And, you know, you know, just this past month, the mother has gone into a facility and uh, they're so happy. And even the mother, you know, she's happy that she has that protection, that coverage there. So she's not having to spend down her assets to, you know, pay for this care that, you know, she didn't choose to be in a facility. Right, you know, it's right. her health got her in that situation. And so that was something that, you know, through some planning on the kids' parts, they just took that step and said, okay, we'll even help you pay for this if you get in a time where you, you you know, are, are struggling a little financially, mom, or whatever, because we see the benefit as well. So there's a lot of things that that you just got to look at ahead of time and, and try to plan for.
0: Well, you know, we all know that the healthcare is going to continue to balloon more than likely. Yeah. Uh, it's just one of those things. We know it's kind of out of control. I actually saw this really interesting. Um, a uh, thing about uh, you know the uh, the future queen of England or you know whatever I can't remember her name is not the not the one that's getting married now but the first child uh, the, the Prince oh, Henry yeah, or yeah. Prince yeah. William yeah. him and his wife I think yeah. they're all, like on their third kid or whatever uh-huh. and I guess she was catching some flack for all the luxury amenities that she had at the birthing process and when <laughs> and I guess this company did a little you can do did, that when
1: you're queen <laughs> well they did some research
0: right and it found out that how much they spent granted in you know the British pounds for what right. she had for her uh, for her labor was actually the same as it costs for a regular uh, birth here in the United States.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. So I it really that. wasn't <laughs> that lavish and out of control no, after all.
0: Well, or it just goes to kind of right. show that we all know our healthcare, you know, process has just gotten completely out of control. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's, unfortunately we don't make policy. You or I, or our listeners are retirees. We can't. Unfortunately, that, right? That's right. <laughs> so the only thing we can do is try to get ourselves in the right situation. Uh, and try to plan so that we're not ho- hopefully caught off guard. And of course, and that's a lot of what ahead. you do. No, I was just going to. And of course, having that plan, right? It just comes back to sitting down and talking with someone and making sure that you're talking about at least addressing it, so that you can start to kind of find the road, I guess, to travel.
1: Right. right. And uh, you know, a lot of times, Mark, people just. I think they freeze up and, and don't want to meet with a financial planner or an advisor because they don't know what to ask. They don't know what to think about or what questions to ask and all of these things. And they just think it's going to be overwhelming, but it's not. Okay. We make the process very simple for people that are coming in to see us. And so, you know, it's just going to be us talking and everyone can do that. So right. I will prompt you with questions and then you answer it. and You know, based on what you're trying to accomplish, it's very simple, very easy, very Straightforward. And then I'll guide you on what you need to bring in from that point and help you, um, you know, on your process. We'll work together building your plan. Okay. Right. I know the solutions, I know the options that are out there, but, you know, you've got to tell me kind of what you're worried about and what you're fearful about. And then also, I'll make sure you address some common things, some common things that people run into that do cause devastation. So, all you have to do is give us a call to schedule that time, Eight five five fifty one coach It's easy to get in touch with us. Just leave a message. We'll give you a call back uh, if you don't get somebody when you do call. So eight five five fifty one coach we'll be glad to set a time with you.
0: Though well, that was definitely well said, Nathan. And I think, you know, we kind of covered already the fact that we're living longer. So I think it'd just be a great idea just to kind of remind folks, if you'd like to get the Investor Awareness Guide, uh, what the guide is and just how simply it is and it's completely complimentary.
1: Yeah, it is, and uh, so is the first consultation. It's complimentary as well, but this, this guide is going to really talk to you about investing. It's going to help you understand more about what you're doing, what you're doing wrong with your investments, and what you need to be doing to fix that and how to fix those going forward. So, seven stumbling blocks that most investors face, and then also what you should know before you make your next investing decision. It's a great guide. It's free to you. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll send you a copy in the mail and also we'll send you an electronic copy copy of that. All you have to do is give us a call, 855-51-COACH.
0: Absolutely, 855-51-COACH. That's the number to call and get yourself that complimentary investor awareness guide or just leave your contact information and just say you'd like to talk with Nathan one-on-one as well. Either way, 855-51-COACH. This is the Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. He is registered investment advisor, a chartered retirement planning counselor, as well as local Smart Investor Pro with Dave Ramsey. So give him a call get on the calendar and there is more to come on the program right after this did you know that your host Nathan O'Brien promises to put your interests first as a client he wants to help you answer some of your toughest financial questions now Shirley you can't be serious I am serious and don't call me Shirley (laughs) let's get back to the show Back now with us here on The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien, Mark Killian here alongside in the co-pilot seat. We certainly appreciate you folks riding along with us as we talk about the worlds of investing, finance, retirement with Nathan. He's been doing this for more than 15 years, a great resource here in the Hub City to talk about your financial needs, your financial goals, wants, desires, and sit down and have that conversation with Nathan and see if you can get on the same page and get yourself to those goals and, and achievements that you'd like to attain in life. Uh, Nathan's certainly a good resource, as I said. He's been doing this for a while. He's a registered investment advisor. He's a chartered retirement planning counselor and all-around good dude so give him a call 855-51 coach <laughs> 855-51 coach uh nathan i know we've talked about the um the three bucket strategy before yeah, yeah uh, people yeah. there's different terms out there for different things uh we'll kind of call this one the three worlds of money as my dad would say the tree worlds of money uh he used to uh, he used to have the worst time with the word three i don't know what it was oh, did he? But, yeah oh. uh, i see he's just always he's always say tree yeah <laughs> That's
1: okay. That's okay. He was a good
0: old. He's a good old Southern boy. That's all it was. to Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right.
1: Sound like he may had a little Louisiana 20. Well, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) North Carolina, deep North Carolina. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay. But uh, look, when it when you boil it down, there's really only three places we can invest money, right? Yeah. There's only really three. That's right. Uh, So we'll talk about a couple. I'll toss these out there, and you just kind of give us maybe I don't know some best uses or maybe pros and
1: cons or. The financial world just makes it uh, complicated. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's not that difficult
0: (laughs) and maybe some places where people misuse the category might be helpful as well so we'll start with the simplest one that's the banking world we're we're all familiar with that we all use the
1: banking world right yeah, we do. I mean, this is our daily operation stuff. You know, I mean, what what we're using for our utilities and expenses, and things like that on a daily basis. And, um, you know, and a lot of people do put money in the banks and have money in the banks. That's a good idea. You need to have your emergency fund, you know, so six months worth of expenses sitting there. That's a good idea to have. Okay. Um, other than that, though, you know, it's, It's not really a good place for long-term investments, and the reason that I say that is because interest is is not going to be very high there. So you're you're not outpacing inflation. So you're actually losing money. A lot of people don't realize that, but you are losing buying power when you're investing in banks through CDs and things like that. If you do it for a long time frame, it's great for really short-term stuff. So if you're going to buy a boat in a year or a couple years, something like that, that's okay. Okay, but You know, really anything that's three years or longer out further out, you can you can go to the market for that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But just make sure that you, number one, have the emergency fund there and also make sure you don't have too much money in that emergency fund. So a lot of people, you know, stick two hundred thousand dollars in the bank and have that sitting there and it's not making anything. That's probably a bad decision for you. Um, so, you know, that's one of the the cons, I would say, because it's paying a little less interest there and in the, in a misuse that people have. Um, so because sometimes funding it too much. And then also you can have the opposite where people do throw uh, very little in the bank and don't have that emergency fund and put it all in the market or some other source of for income out there. And it's uh, they end up having too much risk and don't have money to fall back on in those, you know, emergencies right. crisis that we do have the short-term emergencies that happen to us
0: no I, I agree with you and i think for you know a lot of us again we know the banking world is is kind of that thing we're all used to and that's that's kind of the liquidity side right we can we it know is. we can we yeah. can we can get to it's it necessary but it's Absolutely. necessary yeah but we're it's not going to make a, good, a
1: lot <laughs> yeah it's not and and you know interest rates are rising they which are is good they are. they're getting better uh, but it still is always going to be less than inflation that's just the way it is and so you're not going to you not going to outpace inflation with those bank rates. Um, And that's fine for what it's designed for. It's perfect for what it's designed for because it's safe. It's FDIC insured in most banks. And so you're going to be covered under that situation. It's just not a good idea for long-term investments.
0: Right. Okay. So then let's move to, uh, I guess, maybe a little bit more of the uh, safety side, if you will. That's the insurance world
1: yeah yeah okay okay. and a lot of people don't realize this but you know a a great um Example is an annuity. An annuity is an insurance product. It's okay. It's it's an investment with an insurance company. So, um, you know, these insurance companies will, you know, for example, a fixed annuity. Um, it's fixed, meaning you cannot lose money in that unless you, for example, surrender it early. That's the that's the downside. Yeah, there, I would there's say. no liquidity, right? A lot uh, of right. times, there's not got a gotta, lot yeah. of liquidity. Most annuities are going to give you either the interest that you make that you know you can access that every year, or you can get you know, maybe up to 10% of that account value out every year without a penalty. But, but there's usually a time commitment. More than that. Yeah, there yeah. is. And it's it's going to be, you know, a minimum of three years and it can be as long as 20 years. So okay. you really need to be careful with what you do and make sure you understand all of the ins and outs when you're in an annuity because it is a legal contract. So if you get out early, you're going to pay a penalty for that. And that penalty I have seen as high as 25%. So it can be a really Ooh. high penalty yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for getting getting out of those things. And so you've got to be careful. Uh, but it can be a good alternative for um, maybe kind of intermediate term stuff that you have that you know you're saving for a three to five year time horizon. Maybe okay, right. uh, it can be good for that. Um, you know, you can also have variable insurance products, which those are linked to the market. And that's going to be our our third bucket that we'll talk about here in just a minute. And
0: yeah, that's um, the Wall Street world, right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. It is. And so, um, you know, we'll get into that. But on the insurance side, you know, that's where you need to focus on um, if you're wanting that three to five year time horizon, I would say. And just make sure you know all the ins and outs before you make that decision.
0: So with the three worlds of money that we're talking about here on The Financial Answer, it's really the three places that we uh, Mm -hmm. can invest. Are funds? That's the banking world, the insurance world, and the Wall Street world, and and of course each one's going to give you. uh, We talked about this on the show before. You kind of get two of three of the uh, the investment things that people are after, which is uh, growth, safety, and liquidity. You kind of get two or two of three in each one of those. Uh, worlds, if you will, the banking world, the insurance world, the Wall Street world, and of course, Nathan's been doing this a long time, and he can kind of help you understand, you know, how you why you need to have a little bit. I guess I would say, and you correct me if I'm wrong, you need to have a little bit from all these worlds
1: uh, yeah, to pull you can. them together. It's it's not an absolute necessity. I mean, I personally try to avoid the insurance world a lot. Okay. not, not um, that insurance products are bad. I'm really I'm talking about annuities in that situation because. I feel like there's better things out there than tying up your money for, you know, with that insurance product, you can get a good return uh, for the, a lot of times the fees are so high in those insurance products that it makes it not worth it. Okay. Okay. Well, that's why why we do the show, right? Yeah, that's right. Kind of talk about the options. Yeah, it is. And I think they're good, but it's got to be the right fit. Okay. And I think they're sold a lot more than they are actually the right fit for people because they do pay really good commissions to advisors. So, you know, that's something to be aware of. Uh, when you're when you're talking with an advisor about an annuity,
0: yeah, to make sure you're having the, the full conversations, the in-depth conversations, and asking for explanations as to why this is the right fit for you. Of course, this is the financial answer with Nathan O'Brien eight five five fifty one Coach eight five five fifty one Coach. If you've got questions or concerns about the three worlds of money, and you you kind of want to make sure that you're doing the right things for you, uh, of course, Nathan. Again, as I said, he's right here in Jackson and Huntington eight five five fifty one Coach. And if you'd like to get to your investor awareness guide we're going to remind you how to do that here in just a second but talk to us a little bit about the wall street world nathan before we wrap this up and why it's you know i guess it's the one we all know about but it's also the one that (laughs) seems to come with the most uh stress level
1: yeah, it does, and and you know that's one thing that it doesn't provide is that safety. You right. know, it's got the it's got the return over time, and that's one thing that that really hurts people is because they think if they jump in now and it, it you know it's going to make twenty percent for them in the next three weeks or or the next year, and and it doesn't do that, and they get discouraged. The market is not for short term investing. You know, you you're always going to read about people that do that and and hear about that, but you're always going to hear about people that win the lottery too. That doesn't mean that you're going to win when you go buy that ticket. So <laughs> I know I never it, do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, not the, it's not a short-term deal. So when you're investing in the market because of that risk, because of that volatility, um, you've got to be there for the long term. And when I say long term, I mean the rest of your life. Okay, So your market allocation needs to be there the rest of your life. It doesn't have to be as heavily allocated in stocks for your entire life, but it, you need to be in the market to outpace inflation to some extent for the rest of your life. Just help or let your advisor help you control your volatility, bring that volatility down to a level that fits what you're trying to accomplish at this time, what you're trying to do in that portfolio and in, in that pool of investments for you. But the market definitely is a great place. I think the market is the greatest wealth creation tool known to mankind. You've got to take advantage of it the right way, the smart way. That's what our investor awareness guide does for you. It helps you make good decisions with investing. Make sure that you're not getting taken advantage of by Wall Street, okay? and Because and they, they never yeah. have a history of that, right? <laughs> no, no, no. You never hear anything bad about any <laughs> company on Wall Street at all. Not at all. So, yeah. So, you know, The investor guide is going to help you make sure you're doing the right thing. And so, this is a simple guide to understand. It doesn't use a lot of the industry jargon. You know, it's going to be easy to read, easy to understand simple to help you make good decisions. So get your copy of that. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. All you do is have, you have to call our office. Let us know you want it. So call us 855-51-COACH. Say, Hey, I'd like to get the investor awareness guide. We will call you back, get your address, mail that thing out to you. We'll also send you an electronic copy through email. So you'll have two different versions of that. It's a great guy. We've had a lot of positive response on that, and it doesn't cost you anything. So if you'd like it, just give us a call.
0: Yeah, that's the best part. It's completely complimentary. So give them a call, 855-51-COACH. Leave your basic contact information. The lovely Miss Tanya will call you back and get that investor awareness guide out to you, ASAP. Again, it's 855-51-COACH. 855-51-COACH. You're listening to The Financial Answer. We've been talking about the three worlds of money here, the banking world, insurance world, and the Wall Street world. So if you got questions or concerns, about those and you want to, you know, talk with someone in your community who's there to really help service the community, Uh, that's the other great thing I love about doing this show is Nathan's right here in our community and helping folks, you know, that uh, they're just, you know, your neighbors, they're friends and neighbors. So give them a call, 855-51-COACH, 855-51-COACH. More to come here on the program after this. Extra, extra, read all about it. Time for In the News here on The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. We take a headline that's making its way around the uh, the web publications or on the news channels and just get Nathan's opinion on this. And Nathan, I saw an interesting article from USA Today I thought I would ask you. It says that uh, more and more folks are carrying debt past the age of 75. It's now wow. become Yeah, it's now becoming <laughs> the new normal apparently. Wow. Uh, so how would you advise people on handling their debt uh, as they're approaching these ages, uh, retirement and beyond.
1: Debt is never good. You know, I mean, that that's not a good thing. There are good kinds of debt. I right. mean, your, your mortgage can be good debt and, you know, school loans, things like that can be good debt. Uh, but I think that's probably not what this article is talking about. Probably I, not. I didn't read the article, but yeah, I mean, um, it, it's so easy. It's crazy, Mark, today. I mean, literally, you can, you can finance a pencil you know i mean it's everything that you go out there and purchase today is so easy to finance it it's it's unbelievable how little that a lot of people have set aside in cash and and we just make payments on everything and so um, that's that's a major problem, I believe, for our country. And I, and I think that's why, uh, you know, Dave Ramsey's done so well over the past 15, 20 years, helping people understand more about debt. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's, it's helped a lot, I think, especially with younger people. But we do have a generation, I think my generation, and maybe a little bit before me, and so, you know, I'm 40. I think that generation has some debt issues. And I'm not seeing a lot of younger people that are getting into that debt. But I think my generation typically does. And so that's something that I've had to deal with, with a lot of clients that have coming in that range. And it's tough. It's tough to get out of. And, you know, I have a couple of clients that have bought houses at 70 years old wow. and financing them, you wow. know, and um, it's, you know it can be good if you get a really super low interest rate and you've got a lot of money set aside to pay that off if needed to at any point okay so i think it's better to borrow money at you know two and a half percent than take it out of something that's making seven or eight you know in that situation it can work out and be better for you but um, you don't want to do that very much okay you got to really control that and be careful with that so um, and
0: I imagine the emotional side too. Just the stressful side of having that is. at seventy five is probably is. not yeah, not that great either. And it
1: can be, you know. I mean, if you've got twenty thousand dollars a month coming in an in income, and your mortgage is a thousand a month, right. That's There's, not a big sure, deal. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's every situation is so different. It again. is yeah. right. And but
0: so, as a, I guess as a new normal, as this put it, it is a little bit alarming that we're carrying more debt into. Uh, into retirement age, 75 so and people over. people have
1: credit card debt today, um, you know, even, well, even on into retirement. It yeah. is, yeah. it is. And so, and it's just, uh, we can't control the, that emotional spending is what it comes down that's to.
0: That's what it comes down to. Yeah. So make sure that you're not uh, financing that number two pencil and and paying interest <laughs> on that thing because... That
1: may have been an extreme.
0: <laughs> no, but it was a great point. I mean, I just, I couldn't stop laughing about that because I thought it was, it, it's kind of an exaggeration, but it's very it true is. as to what we do sometimes. Yeah, well, we'll get back right. to the rest of the financial talk here with nathan on the other side this is the financial answer 855 coach we'll be right back can't get those burning financial questions out of your head better keep listening to the financial answer with nathan O'Brien. Back here on The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien and Mark Killian talking about the worlds of finance and retirement. Eight five five fifty one coach is the number to call to talk with a coach right here in the Hub City. That's Nathan O'Brien, founder at O'Brien and Associates. He's been doing this for a number of years and he's a great resource to tap into if you've got questions or concerns about your own financial journey. He's a registered investment advisor, chartered retirement planning counselor, as well as local SmartVestor Pro with Dave Ramsey. So certainly services a wide variety of folks here in the community reach out to them if you got questions or concerns there's no cost or obligations to have a conversation or to get your own investor awareness guide you can get that complimentary just by requesting one at 855-51-COACH 855-51-COACH Nathan let's talk a little bit about the fact that you can you can effectively put together a retirement income plan okay yeah, yeah. as we talked about earlier, you can get this plan. You can sit. Someone can come in. Yeah, I mean, someone can come in. They can sit <laughs> down with you. That's right. They can go through the process. They can get a retirement income plan. Uh, but if they don't follow the plan, or they're not really completely honest with you about uh, who they are, uh, right. then that kind of right. might throw things out of whack. And so our own tendencies on how we spend our money is a pretty important piece of the puzzle. And there's definitely some personality traits that uh, that are out there uh, when it comes to how we spend our money, right? Yes, because right. we're all. All a little yes, bit, there we're are. all a little bit different but we i think we i think we can break it down into four categories. So, I'm going to give you these four and you just kind of tell us a little bit about what you see with this type of okay. spender, if you will. Okay. Yeah. Uh the emotional yeah. spender. That's probably a pretty good chunk of most of us. It is, I think. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and and I don't necessarily mean someone who's a shopaholic, okay? No, no, that's right. right.
1: That's right. I, I wouldn't say they fit in that category either, but you know, this is one and and a lot of times it's, you know, hopefully not both you and your spouse, but it, a lot of times <laughs> (laughs) We'll get to that. Yeah, that's right. So, um, you know, but this type of person, the emotional spender, you know, maybe they had a great day. So in that case, they're going to go out and celebrate tonight and, you know, spend 150 bucks on a dinner or they had a terrible day. Right. And, and, you know, the exact opposite of that. And they don't want to cook tonight. So we're going to go spend 150 bucks on dinner. Right. right. You know, and celebrate the the bad day we had, but, uh, you know, try to forget that basically. So, or for an example, if you're really tired or stressed or whatever. You don't want to cook, so you go you go out and eat. There's a lot of things that people do. For example, my father was really I would say bad at this. Okay, um, sometimes just the way that he would look at things is he would try to spend to. Make everybody else happy sometimes. No, I get you in the family, right? know, and with that, so it was something maybe giving a gift, giving a gift to bring someone's spirits up. Yeah, 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 that's right. And so I think that was more uh, an emotional spend, um, you know, where he really, I mean, he was such a a happy person to be around, right, and always fun to talk to. And so he could have done the same thing by just sitting down and spending time with that person instead. So um, yeah, but we right, but it kind of it maybe gave him some satisfaction to give that gift, right? Right. I think so. I think it did. So that's, that's definitely the emotional spender we're talking about. You got to be careful there because, you know, that even just $100, $150 here and there, that can turn into uh, $3,000 or $4,000 a month in, you know, eating out or something right. along those lines. So uh, because I, I have seen that before with people, with, with clients that have come in. So um, they have just a, a crazy huge budget on eating out every month. And, and it's because of this emotional deal.
0: Well, so. well, we'll kind of parlay this into investors or retirees, if you will. So it, it may be not even just so much, and that's the little things, by the way, that Nathan's mentioning that can get away from you on just how you go out and entertain yourself or whatever. Right. But maybe as grandparents, maybe you're you're trying to help the the college age <laughs> kids, right? Yeah, so you're emotionally, yeah. well, I want to help them with, uh, you know, their books, and I want to help mm-hmm. them with, you know, clothes or whatever the case might be. Uh, or as an investor, okay. So the emotional side is, oh man, I, you know, every, this this stock is running up, and I. Should have got in on it, so I'm going to get on it now. And you're actually getting on, getting in when it's high,
1: when it's at a high point, point, and yeah, then you freak out when there's a bad day, and, and yeah, yeah, and it, di- it takes a dive after that. And you know, um, I was just thinking while you were while you were saying that, I have a client that you know was just talking with me recently about this, and his son has been, in, you know, in. A bad situation for about two or three years okay health wise and job wise just a lot of problems and you know basically mom and dad have been taking care of the son over this entire time frame paying all of his expenses paying his health bills that weren't covered by his health insurance and all of this stuff and that's been a major stress now that's an emotional decision they're trying to take care of that their son they love him they're wanting to help him and protect him but it has caused so much stress on them and so much strain on their retirement plan that they have really had to have a total shift in what their goals are and what they're trying to accomplish because of this. So, you know, that's emotional decisions that that they're making and it, I'm not saying that it's not necessary. I'm, you know, but, but they're sacrificing their own retirement they are sacrificing and, and, and maybe yeah. they don't even re- realize
0: it. You know? they, that's
1: right. Yeah, that's right. So it's something that, you know, is just it, it's a tough situation for them yeah. to be in.
0: And that's how the emotional spender, this is one of our categories. We're talking about uh, what type of personality trait you might have when it comes to your spending uh, tendencies can certainly affect your retirement plan. And the emotional spender is one that I think a, a lot of us all, And I think probably all of these categories, we probably all fall into at least once in a while but more than likely (laughs) we tend to have a home and I know Mm -hmm. for me I'll I'll go ahead and say that I definitely fall in the emotional spender uh, category Uh, so I kind of hit that mark so I can relate to it Uh, but there are some folks and imagine you see these as well Nathan and and maybe this isn't as common anymore but it's the uh, it's the you know I only live once kind of philosophy I want to spend it all I want to blow through it all so that when I'm gone it's gone
1: yeah, you know, the, I heard going up, a lot of my friends would always say, whoever dies with the most toys wins. You know? right, so yeah. that was something I heard all the time growing up. And, and you know, at first I had that mentality when I first got out on my own. Um, and, of course, that's going to get you in a lot of debt. Um, Very you true. Know, and, and get you in – over, over what you can handle in that situation, and so um, it's it's important to understand that and figure that out for yourself and get out of that. But sometimes people don't. You know, they they do keep that mentality their whole life, and they're the ones typically that I see that end up working their entire life. They, you know, they they can never retire because they can't afford. To retire, they can't do the things that they've always wanted to do. You know, um, I mean, Dave Ramsey has a good saying. You know, live like no one else today, so you can live like no one else tomorrow. Mm. That that would be a great um, idea. If you if this is your mentality, you need to try to change that. I would say, and try to get that figured out. Where you know, if you do save and you live like none of your friends today, you're saving so much, you're getting out of debt, you're paying all of these things off, you're living like no one else today, then in retirement, you're going to be able to live like no one else and, and have such a better retirement enjoy that time frame. Um, but, you know, I mean, there was a time, Mark, when I, I had this as well, because my mom died early. You know, mm, she was right. only 48 and uh, at the time that she died. And so I was like, man, you know, she's done this and saved this and done these different things. And she died early. And so I can see where that comes into people's minds. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And, and where that's part of it sometimes.
0: And everybody's different. And, and really the key to this is, and I don't think there's any there's no wrong answer as to what kind of a, a spender you are, what your tendencies are, but the, the key is that if you're working with someone who can help you plan and adjust accordingly, right. then you can kind of hope you know hopefully again, a take those things into play. Right. There's a yeah. balance. 85551 Coach is the number to call to talk with Nathan about your own balance, uh, your own spending tendencies here. This is the financial answer 85551 coach 85551 coach so speaking of the balance uh, this is the one you probably like to see as an advisor that's the <laughs> the savvy spender uh, personality yeah. the person who's okay pulling the trigger when they need to on some, right. on spending the funds but right. also likes to be frugal when it's necessary.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is the person that I typically see. You know, they pull up in a nineteen ninety eight, you know, F one hundred and fifty or something, and and you know, right. they've they've done that. They they'll get the new vehicle when they need it, but right now this one's still running just fine, and you know they'll keep they'll keep taking care of it while they can. Nothing wrong and with that, so, right? Yeah, no, that's right. So. Um, And, you know, they they believe in that quality over quantity and that they're going to spend very wisely, I think, um, in most situations. And so this person typically does not have a uh, tough time saving or investing. They do really good at that. Um, They, you know, they're they have a good balance in. Finance, okay, okay. Maybe not in other areas. Sometimes not, but a lot of times when I see this person and we're dealing with the retirement plan, and dealing with their investments, they have a really good balance. And so this is this is kind of the goal. I would say that you want to uh, try to be to, you know, or be at uh, with with your retirement spending, uh, with your retirement saving as well. So. Just make sure that you have that good balance on what you're what you're doing and keeping control over that.
0: Well, it's all again, it's all about proper balance. But again, no matter what category you fall into, working with someone, they're they're going to mm-hmm. be able to help you kind of achieve, still try to achieve those goals that you want to. And as I started this segment, I said you got to make sure that if you have a plan and put put in place that you do work to adhere it. And <laughs> and, and I want folks to hear me on this. It doesn't mean that uh, I get a plan and that's that's restricting how I live my life. Okay, I want to I want to kind of be very adamant about that. No, that's right. The plan is tailored to each individual person. So if you're asking for a restrictive lifestyle, that may be the plan Mm -hmm. that you set up to get. But if you're not, again, it's all about coaching and having that person uh, locally in the community like Nathan, who can work with you on the plan that's the right fit for you to not only make you happy, but hopefully achieve the goals that you want to achieve. And you got to be willing to be a little coachable in there, too, I would say. So,
1: yeah, that's that's right. And I, I just met with a couple the other day, Mark, that fit this category perfectly. They're, both 29 years old they're really young okay um, and they were referred by their parents their parents are clients of mine they were referred oh, nice. by them yeah and and they wanted them to come in because they liked their experience with us so far so they wanted to, the kids to come in and and, and see what they had and um, and see if they could get on a plan and they they were they earned pretty good you know they have a they have a decent income definitely and they were both this savvy spender they had both been the emotional spenders in the past but they that had gotten them into debt and so they've kind of transitioned into this savvy spender mentality Mm, and uh they had an idea and they were like we're we're never going to be able to accomplish these things uh that was that came out of their mouth i bet 25 times in our (laughs) first consultation yeah they just had that because they they just couldn't see how how investing helped okay they they couldn't calculate that number in their head and you know i sat down with them they literally had like 12 goals that they're trying to accomplish before retirement so land purchases adoptions all these different things Mm -hmm, okay okay and they and i said okay you know basically this is how we're going to make it work, you yep. know. And I've met with them over, you know, three or four times. And this is the plan. This is how you're going to get what you're wanting to accomplish, get to your goals. And they were just so excited about that. So well, that's um, fantastic. You know, it, that's all it takes is just a simple. Okay, this is how you do it. This is why you want to do it this way, and this is how you accomplish that goal. As long as you're not shooting for twenty percent market returns, then it's gonna, have, you know, very high chance that it'll happen.
0: Right, so, right. Well, you know, we'll we'll talk more about this as the show goes along. But I think I think you bring up a good point there. We'll talk a little bit more about the coachability of things. But let me hit the last category real fast, and, and okay. the last one's the miser. So we've got the emotional, Scrooge. the Scrooge, right? <laughs> yeah. We've got the emotional yeah. spender. The, the you right. know the I'm gonna I only live once. I want to spend it all. You've got got the balanced savvy spender. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the miser who maybe it's just painful for them to spend money and they just, they get, they're just so tight. They just can't get out of their own way.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And and I think this person is just extremely focused on trying to get the lowest cost on everything that they do, cut corners on everything because they, they feel like they'll never have enough, you know? And again, Scrooge it's is all what fear-based. I mentioned earlier, yeah. and you know, even though Scrooge was extremely wealthy, he just, he, he wanted to hoard it all and keep it all for himself and, and not, you know, because he was worried of, you know, other people taking it or not having enough to, to help uh, throughout his lifetime, okay? right? And so this is the one that, you know, is, is gonna give you the most misery, I think. And so, and it's just difficult to deal with on a personal basis, with with that so I've had clients like this and it, it's hard it's really hard because maybe the spouse is not a, of that same belief and the same mentality so it causes a lot of stress sometimes Go right, ahead, right.
0: no I was gonna point. I was gonna say that's a great point and I was gonna ask you a lot of times you mentioned that younger couple and they were kind of in the same category but right. I would imagine eight times out of ten you have two people come in uh, a couple and one is one way and one is that's another right. they're hardly that's, ever yeah. the same
1: no that's right I mean everybody's personality is different and they're they're different dealings with money as they were growing up are different. Things that their parents and grandparents taught them about money were different. So, you know, if you grew up in in a home where, uh, you know, maybe your father was that miser or your mother was that miser, then you have a really high chance of that happening to you or that being your situation. Or being so, the opposite. Or you being the opposite. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, you, you're the you're only live once, you know, type of person because right. you saw how that was with your parents and you want to change that and don't want to be like that. Yep, so, very true. you know, it's everybody is different. Everybody has their own unique situation. And that's why it's important to make sure that you're on a track on a plan to accomplish your goals. And, you know, if you need a little guidance and a little steering on, hey, you know, don't be so much this way, you can still have this mentality to some extent, but don't be so much this way, or that way, then, you know, you're going to be able to accomplish these goals a lot easier. And, you know, a lot of what I do, uh, I think coaching. most financial advisors <laughs> will tell you that. Yeah, is coaching and counseling, you yeah. know, so that's going to be a lot of what I do, just helping people overcome these hurdles that they run into that, that keep them from achieving their goals.
0: Well, and that's the kind of the point of the topic today. So hopefully you had a little fun playing along with us on the personality type. Which one are you? You know, I, I said that I'm the emotional spender, you yeah. know, you know, so ask yeah. yourself which one you are and then sit down and have that conversation uh, with someone like Nathan and say, okay, you know what, I know that, you know, who we are is who we are. And you're, ever going to totally change, but as long as you're willing to be coachable, and I think when it comes to our retirement plans, I think we all realize we need to be, uh, even if you're a DIYer, when you hit retirement, it's a different animal than the accumulation phase that when you've been it building is. up that wealth. So uh, if you got questions or concerns or would like the Investor Awareness Guide, Nathan and the team will send you one out, complimentary Eight five five fifty one coach to get your own Investor Awareness Guide. There's no cost or obligation. It's a great little guide to kind of uh, get you started with some questions and some things to think about. Out. And then you can follow up that guide with a conversation with Nathan one on one at his office in Jackson or Huntington. Just give him a call, 855 51 Coach. Leave your contact information. They'll get you back and get you scheduled for all that. 855 51 Coach. Again, no cost or obligation. This is the financial answer with Nathan O'Brien. We'll be back with more after this. Or call 855-51-COACH. Stay tuned. There is more coming up on The Financial Answer. At O'Brien & Associates, we want to educate you. After all, the more you know about your finances, the more you'll experience a peace of mind in retirement. Call 855-51-COACH to get started. That's 855-512-6224. You're listening to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Now back to the show. Well, we're cruising down the home stretch here this week on The Financial Answer. We're going to wrap up the program on the show this week with our email questions that come in from time to time. If you'd like to submit your own question, you can go to InvestorCoach.net. I forgot to mention that earlier in the show, but Nathan's got a website you can check out, learn more about him and the team. And there's some good tools, tips, and resources to be found there as well. So go to InvestorCoach.net. That's InvestorCoach.net. Or just give them a call at 855-51-COACH and ask your questions that way, eight five five fifty one coach talk with Nathan O'Brien at O'Brien and Associates. All right. uh, Our email questions for you this week, Nathan, we got one from Miss Mary and she says, Nathan, is it a bad idea to do a Roth conversion if I have a high income? Now, Nathan, I know there's some changes to conversions for the new tax laws or was that correct?
1: Uh, yes, th- there are definitely. Some new things so, you got to look yeah, out for? You, you can't go back and do it over. Like, it, for example, if your tax bill was too high in the past, before 2018, if you did a Roth conversion and you got to, you know, to file in your taxes and you're like, oh, crap, I got to pay $150,000 here. <laughs> I'm going to add. And so, it, okay. yeah, you you could say, okay, let's do this over. I'm going to put everything back just like it was. And, and basically, it was called the do-over clause. Gotcha. And so you can't do that anymore. There's no do-over they clause. They took away anymore. the mulligan. So, yeah, it's it's gone. <laughs> it's gone at this point. So uh, you've got to really, really do some calculations ahead of time and make sure that um, you've you've addressed that and you know what that tax bill is going to be okay. or very close to what it's going to be. So yeah, I mean, most of the time, Mary, this is a good question. And most of the time, if you have high income, if you're in a really high tax bracket, then yeah, it's probably going to be a bad idea to do a Roth conversion uh, just simply because you've got to pay that tax bill, you know? So if you're paying, you know, 35 37, percent, whatever now on your taxes, then you're going to lose one third of what you do in that conversion to taxes. There's no, that doesn't make sense. So if you have really high income, I don't typically recommend Roth conversions, even though that can you know grow tax free for you throughout the rest of your life. Um, it, it just doesn't make sense at this point because more than likely your income is going to be less in retirement than it is now. Okay. It, it, you may be retired. I don't know, but um, it, more than likely it's going to be less in retirement and it's better in that situation for you to do a traditional IRA. Defer the tax now, since you have such a high income, defer it to a time when your income is going to be pot- potentially lower. Hopefully the tax brackets are um, not a whole lot higher for you at that time, maybe the same or less. And uh, it's it will work really good for you at that point.
0: Well, let me play devil's advocate or Okay. consumer advocate, if you will, just because okay. I imagine we might have some folks that that have heard us say before, taxes are on sale, if you will, right now, because they they're are, so yeah. low. Yeah. So in the same situation, I could hear someone saying, well, wait a minute, wouldn't it make sense because taxes are so low, even though she has high income to do that? And you kind of feel as though, so I'm just kind of curious. It depends.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a median there where it's, where it's good and where it's not. I mean, I don't know how she says high income, high, right. so we, I don't know right. how yeah. high that income is. So, you know, you still get up into a pretty high tax bracket now of almost 40% if you're at the top tax bracket. So, you know, okay. we've seen much higher than that in the past. I okay. got gotcha. you. Definitely have, but, um, you know, not in a long, long time. So uh, that's not something that, you know, I don't know that that's going to help um, or that's going to make a change, if, you know, or be a big change if they do raise taxes in the future where that'll go up significantly. I, I see what you're I, saying, right? The I lower mostly, ones may be the ones that yeah, come Yeah, I think yeah. The, the median income, you know, I mean, that's the we're typically the ones that get hurt right in that right situation.
0: now that makes sense that's and I just um, figured I would kind of like I said play yeah. consumer advocate No, that's because right. there that's may good. be folks out there kind of thinking that absolutely um, and as you said you know we don't know what high income is uh, to Mary she didn't put that in there right. so we uh, you know again we always love these questions it gives us a chance to kind of uh, kind of just kick around some ideas for folks that may be in a similar situation that are just not sure what to do sounds as though like the math really is going to come down to the dictation it is okay. absolutely okay, in okay. Our
1: situation yeah all,
0: all right. right well then Mary good go question, ahead though yeah Great question. Well give Nathan a call and do the math. Sit down and have that conversation one on one and really do the math and see what's gonna be the best solution. Eight five five fifty one coach 855-51-COACH to come on in and have that no cost no obligation consultation but great question and we certainly uh, appreciate it and, uh, and good luck uh, in your in the future with that issue alright another question here for you is from Blake and he says Nathan what's your opinion on some investments that require you to keep your money locked up for a certain period of time mm-hmm. I know that annuities operate that way as well as some hedge funds
1: yeah there's a lot of different types of investments Blake that, that operate like that so I, I think it's okay okay if it's part of your overall plan it's okay don't don't put all of your money in one basket ever okay don't put all of your eggs in a <laughs> like annuity. grandma told you yeah that's right don't put all of your eggs in a hedge fund i, I don't put any of your eggs in a hedge fund but uh, <laughs> anyway so annuities are are an okay part of it i mean there's a lot of investments out there that lock up your money for a certain time frame even CDs you know they they do the same thing as well so It can be okay for your situation for a portion of the money, but never all of it, never even, I would say, half of it. Okay. So, um, you know, in that situation, just because you don't know, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. And the negative right now, I would say, is interest rates are on the rise. If you lock into an annuity or a CD right now for five years, then you're locking in at a lower rate than it's probably going to be that you could get in six months. And so it doesn't make sense to go ahead and and lock it in at this point for that time frame because interest rates are rising and you're you're going to be missing out. And that's the thing that we never know, okay? <laughs> right. We never know what's <laughs> going to happen with interest rates going forward. They probably are going to continue uh, to rise. they have said they were going to tick them yeah, up, yeah. I, you know, I mean that's that's what they're they're saying that they're going to do. um, And I guess we we never
0: know what the what they're actually going to raise them, though, right? It's been a quarter point, but they could do more. I suppose It
1: was. Yeah. I mean, you know, a year and a half ago at this time, the Federal Reserve rate was 25. Now it's 25 basis points. Now it's over one point seven five. So it's gone up a lot in just that time frame. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, there's been a lot of increase, uh, which is you know, has hurt a lot of bonds. Bonds, as most people know, go go down. The value of bonds go down when interest rates go up. So we've been seeing that uh, as a negative impact on on the bond market. So yep. okay. uh, it's just something to be aware of, Blake. Don't put all of your eggs in one basket. And in this case, not even half of your money should be locked into something. I would say that um, is not liquid. Okay. okay.
0: Well Blake of course like always everybody's situation is different and please before you do take any action always sit down with an actual with a qualified professional like Nathan O'Brien. He is a registered investment advisor so uh, we appreciate the question and uh, and certainly hope that you you know got a good useful nugget out of there but before you take any action always talk with a professional 85551 coach 85551 coach and actually we're kind of out of time this week Nathan so we had one more from uh, from Bruce maybe we can get to him next week so I apologize okay. about that Bruce but uh, we are are getting the red light that says it's time to go. So (laughs) I will wrap it up by saying, Nathan, thanks so much for being here as always. And and real fast, uh, just hit us with the investor awareness guide, what's in it and uh, how you can get one.
1: Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people just don't know how to invest. They feel like they have no knowledge, no understanding of how to invest. So this is going to talk to you about seven stumbling blocks that most investors face and how you can overcome them, what you should know and what you should do before making your next investing decision. It's a great guide, very simple, very straightforward. It'll help you make good decisions with this. So if you'd like to receive a copy of that, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Give us a call 855-51-COACH. Let us know you'd like the Investor Awareness Guide. We'll be glad to send it out to you. 855-51-COACH.
0: Get your complimentary Investor Awareness Guide today. 855-51-COACH. Again, 855-51-COACH. This has been the Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. As always, Nathan, thanks for being here. Appreciate your time and your wisdom. And we'll talk again next week. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you. All right, folks, take care and enjoy the week. And we'll see you next time here on the Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien from O'Brien & Associates.